listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for people who want to know the grace of God and how it changes the way we interact with the world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojack, and in this episode, we're going to continue the ending of our Acts lesson, what Acts has to say about grace, in particular the words kara and Cairo. Okay, before we begin, I wanted to read a quote that I had discovered in that uh, book, The Gospel of John by Core Christianity, in that Bible study. Uh, here's what it says. Through Christ, those of us who have accepted Jesus are able to look upon the glory of God with unveiled face, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Because of Christ, we can stand before the throne of God with confidence, Hebrews 4.16, 13.10. Because of Christ, we have full access to God all the time. In the New Covenant, we have the Spirit, not just beside us or before us in battle, not just in a building where we can go and ask for his help. We have him inside us. He abides in us. He remains in us. This is not a temporary thing. The Spirit does not come and go from us. He stays and he dwells in us. He pitches his tent in our hearts. In the incarnation, Jesus came to where we lived and made his home here with us. Jesus didn't stay in heaven with God, enjoying being holy together and leaving us in our mess. He came into our unholy mess to the fishermen and the prostitutes, the lepers and the tax collectors. He met people where they were and brought God's spirit to them. He created a home for us where we can live and dwell with God, not separated by a veil in a temple, but in a face-to-face relationship. This is what makes Christianity different from every other religion. In other religions, we have to do X, Y, and Z to get to God. In Christianity, God knew that no matter what we did, we could never get to him. So he came to us. Okay, let's see what Luke has to say about grace. We have the word Cairo, about rejoicing. And we have the word kara about joy. So I'm going to read those through for us. Okay, we have nine times that Cairo is mentioned. Remember, that's rejoicing. And we have four times that kara is mentioned, which is joy. Let's see if our theory stands true, that joy comes from God's grace. Okay, Acts 5, 41 Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Yes or no? Yes. Acts 8, 39. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Is this the kind of joy that comes from grace? Yes. Acts eleven twenty three. And when he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Okay, is this grace of God, he was glad? Yep, that's there. How about Acts 13, 48? 
And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as who were appointed to eternal life believed. Is that joy sourced in grace? Yes. Acts 15, 23. This is a letter to the Gentile believers. With the, uh, This is a letter they took with them. The brothers both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. Greetings. All right. Do we need to stretch it at all? I don't think so. He is saying joy. This is the real use of the word greetings. So, is it a joy sourced in God? In this case, yes. Acts fifteen thirty one. Um and when they had read it, they rejoiced because of the encouragement. Okay, so is this, um, when they read that letter, is it a, a joy sourced in grace of God, things from God? Yes. We have Acts twenty three twenty six. 26. Uh, this is when Paul is being sent to Felix. Claudius Lysias wrote a letter and said, Claudius Lysias to His Excellency, the Governor Felix, greetings. Is this the kind of grace that's uh, the kind of joy that's sourced in grace? No. Because these aren't believers. They don't have access to that. They're just saying greetings without really knowing what that greetings means. Okay, we have four more left, which are the word kara in the book of Acts. Backing up to Acts 8.8, Philip in Samaria, uh, I'm going to read the verse right before that so you can see the context. With loud shrieks, unclean spirits came out of many who were possessed, and many of the paralyzed and lame were healed, so there was great joy in that city. Is this the kind of joy that's sourced in the grace of God? Yes. Acts 12.14, rescue of Peter. Recognizing Peter's voice in her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. Is this a joy that's sourced in the grace of God? Yes. Acts 13, 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. The joy that comes. um, Well, I should give you the context for this one. This is when they shook the dust off their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They had been rejected. But even in the rejection, you see, it's God's lifting them and moving them. You know, we see the story of Peter, I mean, of Philip being swept away from the eunuch, right? That's what God does. He brings us into a spot and brings us out of that spot and into another spot. It might be into joy and and pleasure. It might be into suffering. But the, the disciples were rejoicing not because they suffered, but because this is all part of God's great plan. They knew that they were in God's plan. All right, the last time we're going to see this word, joy, is Acts 15.3. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles. 
and brought great joy to all the brothers. Is this the kind of joy that sourced in the grace of God? Absolutely, it is. Well, that is a survey of all of the times that joy or the conjugates of joy are found in the book of Acts. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are the continuation of the the book of Acts. We are the, the church that has triumphed through the ages. And we want to thank you that we can see from their example as the first, uh, the first church that they were rejoicing in your grace and they knew the grace of God, the, the safe place that is your grace. And we thank you that we get this lesson from the book of Acts. May we today um, rejoice in our circumstances, even if it's positive, even if it's negative, even if it's a a conflict that we can find that joy and maybe maybe once maybe once as a as a foothold moving forward that we can hold our tongue and rejoice in our hearts when we have to give up our rights for the sake of of someone else thank you lord for your word And thank you for the word grace and this wonderful study that we're having on the word of grace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our question of the week. How have someone's actions helped you understand grace? Thank you for listening to Grace and Mercy podcast with author Darlene Bojek. This has been episode 12 of season one, Finding Grace. You can find the show notes for this episode, including links to everything we talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. Make sure to answer any of the questions of the week on the show notes page, and you can find a WhatsApp phone number that you can send a voice memo to me. Okay, see you next time.